it truly was a wake up call when I ended up in the hospital twice, throwing up blood and feeling frustrated that the doctors ran a billion tests. And the only thing they could give me was, oh, you have, <laughs> you have GI issues. <laughs> like that was not very helpful. From outside, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a young professional caught up in the New York City rat race learns to listen to her gut after this. I'm Hannah Jung. I'm from New York City. I've been living on and off in Nicaragua for about seven years now. Professionally, I am a coach and a retreat leader. I'm a creator of personal evolution and an advocate for self-love. I'm very passionate about learning the lessons from nature. And one of the ways that I do that is surfing. I surf almost daily here in Nicaragua, and it's a way to feel connected, to feel joyful, and to be present. Death has been such a transformative character in my life. Every sort of weird turn in my life, I can trace it back to a significant loss in my life. And one of the most significant deaths in my life was my uncle um, who passed away when he was only 32 from stomach cancer when I was 11 or 12 years old. I really looked up to him. I feel like he was like the cool uncle and he just had such a vibrancy to life. He had a curiosity for the world. He loved technology. He loved blending art and science and medicine. And, you know, he was very involved in this church and he played the drums and like he drove a cool car, like all the things that like as a young child, you're like, this is amazing. <laughs> I think intuitively I knew that it wasn't picture perfect. There was a lot of stress. There were definitely parts of himself that he would suppress, like he never talked about how things made him feel when things were not going well. And I thought that was the norm. My uncle got sick right after he had just graduated from dental school. He built his practice. He put everything into it. He reached his pinnacle. And I think it was like the first or second year into business when he got the diagnosis too late because he ignored his body signals for so long. And I remember as a child, he would just take fistfuls of like antacids and pills and things to just basically treat the symptom. I think it was less than six months from the time he found out to the time he passed. So it was really traumatic for the entire family. And when I entered the workforce after graduating college, I took a job in advertising. I was working in New York City and in London for about 10 years. On paper, it looked like a dream. I'm like the cool New York city girl. I'm that girl. Like I have that job. I've got these amazing clients and going to amazing parties, but inside I was dying and it made me kind of question 
wow, like, was this something that my uncle was also thinking? Like, I have it all, yet why do I feel so unfulfilled? I think I knew three years prior to me actually leaving corporate, I knew that I had to leave, but I did what was like the holding pattern, which to me looked like maybe if I change like one thing, like maybe if I work in the London office or maybe when I, you know, move client side, or maybe if I work for a startup, this clawing feeling in the pit of my stomach that this is not what I'm supposed to do will go away. The first time I started experiencing symptoms, I kind of felt like a stomach ache, like I needed to like throw up and it started to feel like my whole body wanted to like reject getting out of bed. Like a hum of feeling unwell, but not feeling like obviously unwell. Like I didn't have a cold. I didn't have the flu. I didn't have any other symptoms. And then it kind of escalated more and more where My stomach would be really reactive to things that I was never reactive to before. I tried to numb out even harder with like drinking and obviously that didn't help my stomach at all. And it was just kind of a snowball effect. And it got to the point where I like went into the office one day and the pain was so bad that I was in fetal position on the ground and I needed to take myself to the emergency room and they ran a bunch of tests and they couldn't figure it out they're like, oh, you just have GI issues. And it was like a catch-all phrase to just kind of say, we don't know what's going on. That's when I deeply knew in my gut, (laughs) pardon the pun, but I knew that it was not just physical. It was psychosomatic. It was something really significant needed to change in my life. And it was an opportunity for me to break a cycle. I felt so ill. I like literally couldn't even keep down food or water. I was hospitalized twice in one month. And they're like, you just need to like minimize stress. And that was like not enough. (laughs) It wasn't until the second time I was hospitalized in that same month when I was reminded of, holy crap, like this is exactly the the bridge that my uncle probably came to and he chose to ignore it and I know where that ended up. I was taking Prevacid and I was doing all the things that my uncle was literally doing as well to mask and put a band-aid on a situation to drag myself through this life that I had built. I was so disassociated from my body that it took literally something this extreme to wake up to the fact that something was wrong. When I first started to make the decision to basically 180 my life, there was for sure a lot of internal and external resistance that you would not believe. Internally, I was like, I spent 10 years dedicated to building this life and now you want to blow it up. What are you doing? People are going to think like you couldn't hack it or like you're a fraud or whatever. Externally, it looked like My parents being super confused, being like, why are you leaving this job again? Like, why? Like, I thought things were going great. Like, didn't you just get a promotion? And then kind of the final checkpoint was my aunt. My aunt um, was diagnosed with stomach cancer. She had married my uncle. She also went into a similar line of work in dentistry. 
She built a super successful business, like way more successful than my uncle probably would have ever been. And I'm super proud of what she had achieved, but it was at the expense of her health. It wasn't until later after I've been working on myself and and exploring who I wanted to be for several years at that point. That's when we kind of started to discuss it more openly. And she's like, you have no idea the amount of pressure and shame and guilt I was under. Your grandmother pretty much said it was my fault that he passed away. It was really, it was really hard to hear that. And I asked her like, what would you say to the younger version of you at that juncture? She had just lost her husband, she had an infant child, and she had to put herself through dental school and try to make ends meet. And she'd be like, you know, I spent so much of my life from that point onwards proving to others that I wasn't some fraud, that I wasn't just some, like, can't-do-anything wife, you know? Like, I wanted to prove that I can be successful, that I could take care of my son, that I was capable. And... That really resonated with me because I felt like so much of my identity and so much of our like collective identity is so wrapped up in what we can do and produce and be in the world that if we lose that, we're almost afraid of like, what does that mean? What does that mean for who we are? Are we enough if we're not a doctor or a lawyer or an, a successful artist or someone to be admired like are we only admired for the things that we can do so that to me communicated very clearly that this idea of prioritizing other people's expectation above your own knowing um really has deathly consequences i think it wasn't until um, I started experiencing those stomach issues where I kind of woke up and was like, oh my gosh, like, I, I don't want to be like my uncle. I don't want to work and then die. I finally decided to answer the call and did something completely crazy, which was leave a director of marketing job in New York City, a six-figure salary, a townhouse in New York City, like all the things that like people would kill for. I felt like it was absolutely insane to leave, but the alternative was death to me. I'm I'm for sure convinced that I would have died if I never left New York, if I didn't like do a full 180 from my life and really alter the course to try to break the cycle of self-denial and self-betrayal. Ever since I started to listen to my gut and really trust that, I haven't been sick since. I can't remember the last time I had any like major gut issues or feeling that sort of stomach pain. And if I do feel a little hint of it, I know where it's originating from and I pause and I can get curious about it and kind of nip it in the bud before it kind of snowballs into what what happened to me before. So I think I learned my lesson. And I think that's why I kind of naturally became a evolution coach because I've lived a thousand lifetimes and really I'm grateful for death <laughs> for, for being the impetus for me to change my, my course. Hannah Jung is the founder of retreat company Reboot Experiences. She is also an artist, surfer, and coach for professionals navigating their next life chapter. 
Find her work at RebootExperiences.com or follow her on Instagram at the Hannah Jung. Hannah is spelled H-A-N-A. This story was produced by Sarah Vitak. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to OutsideOnline.com slash Daily Rally, where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson and additional editing by Sarah Fuss Kessler. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus subscribers who make this show possible. To learn about the many benefits of a subscription and to subscribe now, go to outsideonline.com slash podplus. Thank you for listening.